Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor and resiliency expert, helping people to think, speak, and act positively through the many and varied challenges of life. You can find out more about me in this interview at uh, my website, journeytosuccessradio.com, or Tom the number two and tall.com and just so I'm not confusing you I am five foot one not seven foot two I have an amazing guest today actually pretty excited very excited about this guest today uh, Dr. Jason Carthen. He's known as the leadership linebacker. He's a former professional football player for the New England Patriots. Wow. And a highly sought-after speaker. Dr. Jason has entertained and energized over 1,000 audiences worldwide uh, with groups and Amer- amazing companies like the American Dairy Association, FedEx, Honda Motor Cars, Oxford University in England, Chick-fil-A, and the federal government. The largest in-person audience he has ever spoken for was 20,000 people at Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland, Ohio, and he has a weekly radio show, Discover the Leader in You, which has a listening audience of over 185,000 people. His passion, spontaneous humor, and relentless drive stem from his personal experiences on the playing field, his story of resilience, and his successful background in business. He's a prolific author. He's written over 150 articles and published three books related to leadership, business, and personal development. His fourth highly anticipated book, Destiny Focused Leadership, details the key behavioral traits of successful leaders that want to live and leave a legacy for their followers. For nearly two decades, he has been committed to motivating, inspiring, and challenging individuals and organizations to reach their personal best. Welcome to the show, Dr. Carthen. How are you today? I'm good, Tom. Thank you for that introduction. I'm going to have to shorten that thing a little bit. (laughs) Well, you have so many words in there that just uh, ring true with me that I do as well, stories of resilience and encouraging people. Uh, those are the things I like to do. And uh, So why don't we, could we start with uh, a little bit of, talk about a little bit of your personal story and some of the challenges you've have or had to overcome to develop your resilience. I, I believe that resilience is one of the, uh, learning to deal with adversity is one of the largest, most important things 
people can uh, learn in their lives because we're going to have adversities from every area possible coming at us in life, even such simple things as parents passing away or friends or, you know, those kind of things require some resilience. And so talk about your personal story and some of the challenges that you have because I, I find a lot of people when someone's in your position, they assume you never had any challenges. Oh, you just rose straight up to the top. Not likely. Oh, no. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's so many challenges. I mean, I I really wouldn't know where to start. I, I think one of the things when you talk about resilience, the the whole idea of making sure you can overcome obstacles, that is something that's really learned over a period of time. But, you know, Tom, research shows that young people at a very young age, they begin to develop this capacity for going through challenges and being bent, bent some more and potentially broken but the more they go through things, myself included, you become stronger. It's almost like, uh, you know, how when you break a bone, I've broken several <laughs> playing in the National right. Football League, it becomes calcified and even stronger than what it was before. And for me, that's really what happened at a very young age. You know, I experienced quite a bit of adversity. I experienced quite a bit of uh, lack, I guess I would say, in life. There were times I was homeless. There were times that I was trying to figure out where my next meal was going to come from. And by going through something like that at a very young age, I began to not only become resilient, but I also became very intentional in figuring out ways to be resourceful and figuring out ways how I could overcome things. And and it was really amazing, you know, at the end of the day, because it's allowed me to become who I am now. And to your point, you know, it took me a while to get here. It wasn't something that I just happened upon, you know, through those life experiences, through some of those challenges. I was able to do some some really amazing things, and one of the chief things, Tom, that I wanted to do was to give back and let people know they could really experience some of these same strengths that I've been able to develop over the years, especially from my childhood and then later in my adult life as well. Right. Such an important tool, and as you said, young people um, learn it, or let's say young people go through uh, difficulties and challenges, and some learn to be resilient, and some don't learn to overcome that, so it's very, very, very important. Uh, now, you have a new book coming out. You seem to focus on leadership. This has been your uh, focus as a speaker and author. Your newest book is, what, 52 Ways to Tackle Leadership for Your Success?, um, yes, sir. How, do, how yeah. does that position people for success? Is it just leadership as in managers and executives? Is it leadership for every area of life? Uh, talk about the book. I love the word tackle in it, too. Very good. Oh, well, thank you. And, you know, it's one of those things. When I thought about what audience I wanted to really share this book with, my most recent one, I, I said, you know, I want it to be something that, anyone could refer to and also feel like they could be equipped from it. So it's not written in a way that's so scientific or statistical analysis or anything like that. It's more of a resource for people. You know, you have 13 chapters, and essentially it's written over 52 weeks. So it's something that people can use every week to get prepared for their week. They can use it to engage. If they are in a leadership position, they can use it to engage maybe their board or their team or their colleagues. You know, it's written in a way that's very actionable, and it has takeaway tackles, you know, that you can use as a call to action. 
every week, you know, some very depthful questions that are going to cause you to really maybe rethink some things in terms of your leadership or your followership. So it's written both for leaders and followers, but with quite a bit of intentionality that it can be used as a resource as opposed to just something you read one time mm-hmm. and then you sit it down, you know. So that's the way I designed it, and I feel strongly, to your question, I feel very strongly about leadership. Uh, that's what my Ph.D. is in, uh, organizational leadership with specializations in business. And the idea that, you know, leaders chart the course for organizations, leaders chart the course for their home, (laughs) leaders chart the course for their relationships, their parenting style. And so I wanted to write a book that it couldn't touch everyone, but if you have a desire to lead, if you're a seasoned leader, or even if you're a manager that wants to transition into more of a dynamic leadership position, that's the way I wrote this book. And I'm excited about it. Can't wait right. for it to be released. And I love those kind where you could read like one chapter a week as kind of like a point to ponder for the week or a lesson for the week. Um, uh, I find people don't read as much as they used to. So sometimes reading a book from front to back in in a month is hard for people. But if you can pick up a book, the same book every week, read one chapter and apply it for that week, uh, I think it's a great tool and a great thinking to do that. And, and now when I think of leadership, uh, and you uh, had alluded to that too, I find that the best leaders are not just leaders in their business. You had mentioned this, that if you are a leader, if you have those characteristics and traits, you are likely a leader in your community, in your church, with your family, in your volunteer work, not just at your corporate position. And, you know, maybe you're a football coach for a high school team. There's a leadership position as well. You're influencing people. And so when you learn leadership skills, most people will be applying them in every area of their life, not just their their career or their business. And so it's important. Now, I've noticed uh, leadership has changed in the last decade. The view of it, maybe it's millennials increasing in number and needing to lead differently than we did in the past. Uh, maybe in the past it seemed like leadership was just your role or your title. But talk about how it's changed in the last number of years, because I see big changes, let's say, in the last 10 years in how leadership is viewed and defined and practiced. Absolutely, Todd. That's a great question. Um, A couple of things. You know, we have to go back in order to go forward, but really in the early 1900s, Frederick Taylor came up with the idea of scientific management, and that really led to a leadership style that was more autocratic. It wasn't as democratic, and it certainly wasn't uh, servant leadership or transformational (laughs) leadership. You know, the idea was really that, hey, if you have a follower, they should be appreciative to have a job, (laughs) they should be glad to be there, and they could easily be replaced if they were not appreciative or if they fell short in terms of their job performance. Now, if you fast forward to where we are now, it's really taking a shift. You know, you have leaders that see the value of leading relationally uh, from a servant leadership standpoint, uh, when you when you talk about the whole idea of leading with love and humility and altruism and vision and all these different things that are virtues of servant leadership, this really gets to the heart of the follower. And by virtue of that, 
you see greater productivity, you see greater relationship, and I think that's where the shift is coming from. You know, no longer will people be subjected to a dictatorial relationship that's harsh upon them. No one wants to show up uh, to work and feel like they're being put upon or disrespected or they're engaging in a certain level of conflict that really impedes their progress. Instead, they want to come to an environment that is still very productive, but an environment that welcomes thought, that welcomes healthy conflict, uh, but at the end of the day really points towards maximum and optimal productivity that is tinged with a certain level of relationship. And I think servant leadership and transformational leadership, uh, emotional intelligence, all those things point towards that type of uh, leadership that our young people and even some of our, our older generations, they want that now if they know it's available to them. Right, exactly. And when you lead like that, you increase employee engagement, you reduce turnover, and uh, you you can leave a legacy. I know I led a group of people at a management consultant. I think we I had 10 people, and it was so much fun. And whenever we still get together years after and talk about all the laughs, and I think if a leader is you know can really relate and as you, a lot of things you said, not dictatorial, I think you can create a legacy with your leadership style, <laughs> almost so much that if they go to another job, they'll be like, oh, this place is not the same as when I worked for Bob or whatever. And right. I think it rubs off on people uh, when when you do all those things that new leaders do. Because there are different ways to lead. If you have in your same team, older people, I'm 52, so I call myself older, and millennials, is there different tools that you use for different age groups, or is leadership, new leadership style the same for the new uh, millennials as well as older folks like myself? Well, you know, again, I mean, you're you're really leading some, with some great questions. I think at the end of the day, you know, it's not so much the tools, but it's the level of openness. You know, Tom, a lot of times you find, um, and and I'm I guess I'm in that same category as you are. I'm older in that way, but you know, something that I pride myself on is always learning, always trying to figure out what tools I can use to really carry out, you know, my calling in life. And so I don't think it's an issue of using just new tools. I think it's that openness piece. And whether you're young or older, the idea that you must be open to do new things is paramount to your success. There are a lot of great um, uh, tools out there in terms of assessments where you can actually see what your leadership style is or, as a follower, what you will respond to in a positive manner in terms of leadership style that's uh, presented to you. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you're not open, then really it's a moot point because if you're coming into a situation, whether you're a follower or a leader, and I talk about this in 52 ways, you know, to tackle leadership for your success, you have to create a sense of expectation for positive things to happen. So you have to be open to that. If you're not open to it, then really it's going to turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy time. You're, you're going to walk <laughs> into a situation 
and say, hey, this is not good. I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling this follower or vice versa. The the leader is saying, hey, you know, this, this follower has what it takes, but then the follower says, well, I don't want to do what this leader wants me to do. So both represent a closed sort of mindset. And we all know with open systems theory, if you have a closed mindset or if you're operating in a silo, then things are not going to last very long. That that system and that culture cannot last very long because it's really going to implode in upon itself. Amen. Now, uh, this is something I don't know. I, I sometimes forget, but let's get to your website. I imagine because, like, when I launch books, uh, I give people a few extra gifts or treats for buying it from my website versus buying it from Amazon. Um, so let's give them your website in case you, and then you have all your newsletter and your website's amazing, by the way. Very good. Oh, and not wow. everyone knows how to spell Carthen. So Jason, <laughs> J-A-S-O-N, if you needed help with that one, you need something different than this, uh, inter- than this interview. And then Carthen, C-A-R-T-H-E-N, Jason, Carthen.com. And lots of great stuff on that website. And uh, is that right? Is, uh, do you prefer people come to your website and, and buy the book? Do you give them a few extra little gifts and things with uh, with their purchase? Yeah, a- absolutely. We're going to have some bonuses that will go along with the book. Uh, with any type of launch, you know, I want to make sure those that have been with me, you know, from the beginning, they always get something extra. And, you know, I think the other thing is, too, You know, people need to realize I am more concerned with getting this book in their hands as a resource than I am with, you know, hey, let's make money. That's not the end goal. (laughs) That is so not the end goal. If if you navigate to jasoncarthen.com, you'll see so many free resources. I mean, of course, we have a store with paid resources, too, but you'll see so many free resources like my my leadership online course. You'll see different things, my Monday Morning Leadership Minute to encourage you, empower you through the week. So it's a lot of free things. My heart is to create a movement in leadership that is really not going to be able to be stopped. And it goes back to that whole thing of what you just asked me about, Tom, really getting to the heart of the follower and letting them realize that, it's not just about leading in the office or as a CEO, but really leading from the standpoint of if you're a mom, if you're a young person that's just starting in sports, or if you're on a debate club, there's some things in this book that you really need to spend some time with because they are foundational uh, in terms of understanding leadership, what works, what doesn't work, so I'm not going to limit it to only those that want to pay. You know, you're, some people, many people are going to be receiving this in their mailbox free <laughs> right. because I think that they they really uh, should pass it along and implement many of the uh, ways uh, that I provide in the book. And when I do my book signings, I'll, I'll give away a certain amount that will be just a, a level of uh, wanting to impact people. So be ready for that, but make sure if, if you haven't signed up at jasoncarthen.com for any of the updates, you won't know about many of the bonuses and the free opportunities. So right, Make sure they right. do that. And as you said, when you write a book, especially if you publish, put it on Amazon, you're not making, you're not going to retire from a book. 
but most of the time when people write it, especially in our field, they really want people to learn it and apply it, and they don't necessarily write it for the big bucks in their eyes and the money that comes into their bank. They do it to help others. And so this is exactly what you do, and you're right. Your site has tons of free resources as well, and I love that. You build value with someone before um, you know they decide to actually spend money, so that's pretty cool. Now here's a... I've gotten really interested in marketing, and so does marketing play a role in in how we lead ourselves or how we lead other people? Yes, absolutely. Well, it, it goes, and I, I get excited about <laughs> these sort of questions. It it plays a huge role, Tom, because you know many people don't realize it's what you just alluded to. You do not try and sell to someone without relationship, and how do we create? relationship and differentiate ourselves from so many people out there marketing and one of the things that i love to do whether it's close to seven thousand followers on twitter or on instagram that i have it's more of creating a movement and understanding about who jason is you know some people call me dr jason or whatever it may be the leadership linebacker you know one of the things that i try to do is make myself accessible to people through a very intentional marketing you know i i post at the same time pretty much every day i provide a daily quote that's free to everyone just to encourage them but very intentional with that marketing piece because if you don't have a marketing component, people won't know who you are. And if they don't know who you are, Tom, then why are they going to ascribe to your teachings? You know, why are they going to want to know about your leadership? I can have all the degrees that I want. I, I can. I went to Harvard. None of that stuff matters. No one cares if I don't have a relationship with them. And really the only way to do that is to be intentional with that marketing piece. So, you know, whether it's a book or whether it's my blog post that I put out there every week or my video trainings uh, or my Carthen Connection Wednesdays, you know, where I do trainings on YouTube, you know, it's it's really a way to let people know I'm intentional, I'm consistent, and I truly care about my people and my fans, you know, and I think they know that. You see a lot of great comments. So right. the marketing piece is crucial. It's I was crucial. on your Twitter site this morning, so I saw a bunch of retweets and likes, and very, very, your audience is very engaged. Uh, that's that's a sign Girl. of leadership, and uh, I'm the same way. Marketing is important. I'm on the Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter with a bunch of followers and blog posts, and that when really when people meet me or my friends meet me or other people meet me just a quiet person, work from home. You know, I wouldn't impress anyone standing in the lineup. Uh, but you need to get the message out there about what you stand for, who you are, who you want to help, how you can help. And because, yeah, no, if you don't have any followers, nobody's going to want to follow you as a leader. You're like, okay. Right. He talked about right. leadership, but nobody's following him. And so it is <laughs> It is so unique. And, yeah, and the ability to give things away for free. So people do get to know who you are. They get to know your heart. And mostly I find that um, that you're engaging with people because I find a lot of people who aren't familiar with these things, radio shows and speaking and books and all that, they have a tendency to feel like someone like yourself is like, 
oh my god, I could never email him. Oh my god, he'll never answer my tweet. Oh my god, and like I can't follow him on LinkedIn. But really, I find people like yourself are generally so intent about helping others that they're yeah. the most open and easy to reach people because yeah. they really do want to help. <laughs> Um, let me let me press the pause button. That is so true. I think I have something like eight interviews coming up, so I have to be very careful how many I take. But at the end of the day, it goes back to what we just talked about and the whole idea of letting people know I want to create a movement in, in positive leadership and leadership that is capturing the leaders and the followers' hearts, you know, and the more I can do that, and more importantly, the more I can demonstrate that, that's what I want to do. So, yeah, I tell people, send me a note. Yeah, I mean, I most of the time, if it's open, then I'll do the interview. Sure, I still do uh, TNT, I still do TBN, ABC, NBC interviews, but I still love doing what we're doing right now. You know, just having an opportunity to engage people and really hoping, Tom, that you know, they sort of become fully present uh, with who they are and what's going on in their life. If if there was one thing that I could impart to other people, Tom, if they don't hear me anymore, they don't buy the book or they don't stay engaged, whatever it may be, you know, I really want people to understand that, you know, at the end of the day, if we are able to crack that code and figure out how to be fully present and know that we're living with intentionality and living our purpose every day, man, you'll be so much further ahead than so many other people that live their lives on autopilot. I mean, right. that's the thing that I try to let people know. And, you know, it, it's just amazing when that aha moment happens and right. the light bulb goes on, Tom. It's like, wow, what have I been doing for the last two decades or three decades? Or right, whatever it may right. Be. So, and I yeah. love that part about purpose. I was 47 before I truly wrote down my, and I changed the term. Napoleon Hill calls it definite purpose. I call it my God-given purpose. I truly, Amen. truly, truly believe that if Jesus were sitting on the other side of my desk, well, I'd be scared. <laughs> I'd be scared to death. You better be. <laughs> right. But I believe he'd give me the same document. Here's why I created you. This is your purpose. Once you know that, my gosh, you'd be letting God down if you didn't pursue it wholeheartedly every single day, wherever you are with whoever you're with, uh, because it's your why you were created. And if you can't get jazzed about why you were created and do it every day, then, yeah, as you said, you're just going to be going around in circles all your life. And then you also yeah. talked about a movement. You mentioned that a few times, movement. I like that because if you get enough mass or enough of a movement, you can really impact society and people. Uh, you can't yeah. do it with ten people, but when you have a movement all headed in the same direction with leadership skills, you can really change organizations, people, communities, and countries. And so I love that that's your focus uh, as creating a movement uh, because you and I can only do a few things on our own. But when we get people behind something positive, uh, wow, we can make a difference. And I, when I think of a movement or look at creating a, a, a crowd of people trying to follow a positive direction, 
I think that even the leader can almost be invisible to an outside person when you have a movement. You're like, they're all heading in one direction, and the leader is leading them, but leading them uh, a little more quietly. Like the the leader gets the movement going and keeps everyone engaged, but they don't have to be at the start or uh, in every part of their movement. And so, very very powerful. Well, thank you, sir, and that that means so much, Tom, because. You're correct. I mean, I know all I have is a small voice uh, compared to just just a huge noise that's taking a, taking place around me. But if you create a movement, if you get one person that, like I said, it's almost like the Matrix. Remember the Matrix series, yeah. you know, <laughs> when someone wakes up from the Matrix and they realize I'm not operating in my purpose. I really need to operate my purpose. And, and to your point, I mean, you mentioned. You know, faith, you mentioned God, and, and God is very clear. You know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. for I know the plans that I have for you, plans for hope and a future to prosper you. You know, if you wake up from the matrix and you realize, you know what, if I am not operating in my purpose, then I need to, the moment you do that, and then the moment that next person does that, and then the person <laughs> after that, and so on and so right. forth. Tom, it's amazing what can happen, man, and little old me. And my small voice is still way in the background, but you got a movement going now, and that right. movement will not easily be stopped. So right. that's that's what I hope to have happen, and that's why I love my fans and my followers. I mean, they're just they're awesome. You know, when I get messages that come back and say, "Hey, you inspired me to do something different," or when I took your course, you know, I, I wanted to do something different. Now I have the tools to do it, or people saying, "I can't wait to read your book." You know, those are things that I get excited about. And if it adds to the movement, the leadership movement, then let's make it happen. The more the merrier. Amen. And now I find something that even I fell into the trap. I asked a very, very close friend of mine what his purpose in life was, and it was simple. Be the best uh, husband and parent he could possibly be. And I gave him a little bit of heck. I was like, come on, it has to be bigger than that or longer than that or more detailed than that and he was like no think of that purpose he said it'll affect what jobs i take it'll affect what i do with my money what i do with my time and it's like wow okay because people tend to sometimes tend to think well i'm not i don't have any great purpose or i can't do what jason does uh you don't have to you may have your own unique skills talents and abilities and desires that god gave you and god would certainly honor being the best husband and father you could possibly be it's a big key uh, throughout the bible and so uh, your purpose doesn't have to be to change the world it can be a smaller purpose that impacts all your decisions and your thinking. So don't get caught into thinking, well, I could never be like Jason. Well, you're not meant to be Jason. Right. <laughs> Only yeah. Jason is Jason. So think <laughs> of your own uh, your own purpose. Now the last one, because of the name of my radio show with the journey in it, what is the most pressing thing that is taking place these days as far as people making the journey to become successful because it is a journey like we see successful billionaires that in 10 years are sometimes broke uh, so the journey isn't reaching the peak the journey is trying to be at the peak your whole life yeah yeah that's that's a great question I, well a couple of things first of all i think we have to remember it's what you described everyone's level of success or what it what success looks like 
is really up to them. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's the first thing. If you make peace with that, and I don't mean settle. There's two different things I'm saying here. Not settle, but if you make peace with what your success looks like, then you will find fulfillment at the end of it. But this very intentional thing of saying, hey, you know what, what do I want to do? How do I want to chart my course to success? And what are the daily objectives going to look like? You know, once you do that, then you get after it, you know. And the most pressing thing is really sustainability. You described it. You know, what what are the things that I'm going to need to do in order to not only reach this sort of level of success that I have put together, my definition, but then what am I going to need to do to sustain it? Because, you know, no matter what, if you are not open to learning, if you are not open to developing as a person, as a husband, a father, a wife, a daughter, a brother, sister, then you know what, you're going to take steps backwards. (laughs) You have to always keep learning, keep developing, keep getting after your goals, and never, ever say, well, I've arrived. No, because that's a trick. <laughs> that's a trick, and don't fall for it. None of us have arrived, not until the day we close our eyes for the last time, <laughs> where we truly have arrived. So I think we, we have to be intentional on our journey to success. And one other thing that's so important, it goes with that that piece about living fully and intentionally Love on as many people as you can on your journey to success because, you know, the more you love on folks, the more they're going to be inclined to be a part of your success, the more they're going to be inclined to want to see exactly what is it that Tom is doing that's making him so successful. What is it that Dr. J is doing that's making him so successful? But if you're not loving on folks, then you're going to repel folks. (laughs) They're not going to want to fool with you. They're not going to want to engage you. So, as, you have, as you're on this journey to success, just love on people. Be intentional, be disciplined, and really, like I said, start a movement, whatever it looks like for you uh, right. for that journey to success. Right. And love, that's, that's like the main message of the Bible. Love everybody. Easy to love your mom, not easy to love everybody. But if you can do that, you truly are a leader. Not just love the people you like, but love the people you lead, no matter who they are. Very, very powerful. Now, one one thing I like to ask people who are, well, let's say successful like you are, but who are prominent like you are, I love to ask about their parents, you know. Uh, my mom, you know, when I tell her I'm going for a speaking engagement, she's like, I've heard you speak all your life, and I'm not getting anything out of it. You know, they just see us as their son or their daughter. Uh, tell me a little bit about your your mom and your dad, because there's often amazing stories, and they're often the reason why we are where we are. Wow. Well, I I think that you're going to find an anomaly here. You know, I grew up, as I alluded to, uh, there were some days I was homeless. Uh, there were some days that I struggled uh, tremendously. And, you know, I never knew my father. I never had a relationship with him. So I didn't have anyone speaking into my life uh, to point me in a direction, to equip me in a certain way. It wasn't until I was much older that I uh, had uh, any sort of rapport uh, with my uh, mom. Uh, and that was that was a challenge, but it talks about and speaks to the idea of resilience, you know. So it's one of those things that it's so important that people hear this. And one of the things I tell them, 
so often is that, you know, regardless of whatever your current circumstances may be, whatever challenges you may be experiencing, you know what, it does not define you. It is not the end game for you. And, you know, my situation really speaks to that. I was I spoke at Notre Dame uh, last week, and talking to all those students and the faculty, you know, I told them, you know, by all intents and purposes and what society would say, you know, I should be a statistic as an African-American that never had a relationship uh, with uh, my father and then a challenging relationship with my mother. Um, You know, I would say that I should be a statistic, but God had something else planned for me. And through the intentionality of his love and his example through the Bible and through others that he sent, to speak into my life as mentors and father figures, uh, I've been able to do some tremendous things, you know, despite what the world would uh, want to say I should have become or right. where I should be in terms of the trajectory of my life. So I love that point, and sometimes I don't always remember that uh, not everybody has amazing parents like I have. And But what a <laughs> yeah. powerful message because there's many people who should be statistics but they aren't. They decided to rise above their circumstances. And that often in the Bible talks about breaking generational curses, or you don't stay at the level uh, that your parents uh, stayed at or do the things that they do that aren't God-honoring and and, uh, uh, biblical. And so uh, what a great, powerful message that, yeah, even if you are under-resourced, my pastor calls it under-resourced, and you don't have all the advantages of two great parents and nice roof over your head, it doesn't mean that your life is always going to be that way, and it doesn't mean you should give in to being a statistic. Fight to rise above the crowd. Uh, and to get past being a statistic and make an impact on other people so that when you get married and have kids, you break the cycle. And that's, you know, that's that intentionality piece. Uh, Many people will not come to grips with that. I mean, when you talk about, and we don't even have enough time to cover it, but when you talk about generational bondage, you know, this is something that, you know, it's very sinister, You know, it can be something that you don't even think about (laughs) before you realize it. You know, you have ascribed to those things that has really plagued your family for decades, you know, whether it's imprisonment, whether it's uh, poor financial uh, management, whether it's uh, serial relationships, (laughs) whatever it may be. Uh, And you you have to be intentional about breaking uh, that bondage. And if you're not aware of it, that's where the sinister piece comes in at because you will have done the same thing. So once you're able to break that sort of thing, it's good to talk about it to your point because, like you said, not everyone has the the family unit that stays intact, but you still have a story to tell. And by sharing that story, it releases other people to live a life of fulfillment and a life of success, you know, that we're describing here today. Right. And you only have to read the Bible to find tons of characters like that that should have been statistics but God used mightily. And so don't don't give up because of your circumstances and don't think you can't achieve great things because you had a bad start in life. You still can do it. It's 100% entirely up to you. And you don't have to accept what you've been brought up with. So amazing. Well, I love the work you do, Jason. I'm 
signing up to the blog. I'm going to get the book. Uh, and mm. please, everybody, Jason Carthen, C-A-R-T-H-E-N, uh, jasoncarthen.com. Lots of great stuff on there. And get engaged. Um, we already talked about it. He's not going to try and sell you with every message. He gives a lot of great free resources on here, and you will definitely benefit uh, by visiting the website, signing up for the newsletter, buying the book. Um, it could make a, it will make a tremendous impact on your future. I love the picture on your website of you talking to all those kids in that uh, wherever that school was. Very nice. That's the audience I want to speak to, young people. They have so much promise ahead of them. Amen. Thank you so much for your time today, Jason. You are really impacting uh, the world in a great way. I love the work that you're doing. I love the leadership aspect of it because it certainly has changed. And when people become the leader that you're training them to be, they will create a legacy. They will create engagement in their organization and with the people they lead and uh, it will impact the world and create a movement. I'm part of your movement now. All I'm right. Part of the thank movement. You. <laughs> I'm part of Jason's movement. So uh, I think everybody thank else you. should be as well. Get the books. Is, uh, Amazon for the other one. Oh, just go to your website and get all the books. Here's your yep. shop tab I'm looking at now. But go there because always it's nicer to order from the person themselves, and usually there's a bunch of three free stuff thrown in. So. Good for you. Thanks, Jason. I really, really appreciate it. You got me excited now. I feel like I have to go out and sell somebody something or <laughs> something. Go make a presentation somewhere. Me all well, go do things. it, Tom. Tell them about my book. I will. I'm going to be uh, blogging, posting, and uh, telling people about it, and I'm going to be getting one myself. All right, Tom. Thank right. you so much, Thanks, brother. Jason. Have yourself an amazing right. day. Keep up the great work. I think God is smiling down on you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email Tom at TomTooTall.com for details. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.